So, everyone feeling good today? All right, well, we're going to be kicking off a brand new series called Better. And let's put it this way, I hope you're feeling better after you leave the service today. But the series is called Better, and we're going to be going through the book of Hebrews this summer. I don't know if you're able to see our our, our little tagline, but our tagline says, are you stuck? Does your life feel like it's not moving forward? Sometimes we just need a little different perspective. We need a better way to live our lives. So join us as we study the book of Hebrews this summer and see the better way that God has for us. I don't know about you guys. Have you ever felt stuck before? Maybe in, in, in your, your everyday life, maybe it seems a little bit rote, routine, and you, you feel like there's no excitement. And especially, we look for it during the book of Hebrews, in our spiritual lives, and our spiritual journeys. Sometimes we just get to a point where we're kind of, ah, yeah, I love the Lord, but nothing exciting is happening right now. And the book of Hebrews is going to talk all about that and give us warnings on how we can fall in love with the Lord again. And, and today, the, the, the message is called A Better Way, and we're going to look at the book of Hebrews. But as, as we talk about better, I want to do a little fun exercise. I call it better fun today. So as you came in, you were handed a little, little like uh, insert there. Go ahead and pull that out because we're going to have some fun with that for a second. All right. We are constantly seeking something better. And, you know, we're looking at things. We know there's something better. And so I want to have a little trivia with you right now. So if you'll take your attention to the screens, I, I want to I see if I can get to know you guys a little better where you're at. So I'm going to give you two pictures. And what I want you to do is tell me which one is better by raising the hand. And it says better, all right? So here's our first picture here. Who's better, LeBron James or Michael Jordan? For any of you who are into basketball, some of you are like, who's that? Okay, if LeBron James is better, raise your thing. Better, okay. If you... Remember, this is participation time, guys. It's all good, all right? And there's no wrong answer. How about Michael Jordan? Anybody think about, whoa, okay, all right. Some Jordan fans out there. Yeah, that's right. Okay, good, good answer. Next, uh, next slide. What's better, Mac or PC? If you like Mac, raise your hand, or raise your, raise your card, all right, Mac. Wow, I've got a lot of praying to do for this group. Okay, PC lovers. Whoa, can we just pray right now for, for all of you, you PC fans out there? You guys do know that Mac's better. Okay, we won't go there. All right, next slide, though. What's better, summer or winter? Okay, who likes summer better? Okay, now you're warming my heart. Okay, how about winter? We might have some winter lovers. Okay, you guys are good. You guys are good. Uh, I'll I'll be seeing you in Florida next time I go down there for winter. But our next, our next slide. What's better? I want to know you guys. Dogs or cats? If you like dogs, if you're a dog person. All right, now what about if you're a cat person? Okay, okay. Uh, we got a little bit of a mixture. I got to be honest. I've, I've not always been a cat person, all right? I was usually one that liked to watch videos of cats, like, getting, not hurt, but, like, falling and, you know, that kind of stuff. I, I, I was. I was one of those guys. But now we got a cat. His name's Chewbacca, and he's a really nice kitty. So now I'm more of a cat person. Okay, and finally, the most important question of the day, people. U of M or Michigan State, if you're a go blue all the way, raise it up high. Come on. All right, all right, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling some love here. Now, if you're a state fan, raise it up kind of low, just really low here, really small. All right, oh, okay, all right. But really, in our lives today, we're constantly look for, looking for better ways and better things, and that's what this whole series is going to be about, and really, that's what the book of Hebrews is directing us towards, better ways. We're seeking as a, as a culture to be better, to learn better ways of doing things. I mean, you know, leave it to Apple. Just look at our, our technology culture. Leave it to Apple to put out two brand new phones at the same time. Like, what, what are we going to buy, the I, iPhone 8 or the App, I, Apple X? I don't know what to do. Like, there's two better phones at the same time. Oh, let's pray for that man right there. Pray for him. It's really crazy stuff, right? That's the only time you can't talk back, sir, is if you're going to be offended. But... 
I'm just kidding. But it's true, we are looking for something better or we're desiring a better life. We want to know, you want to know how I know this? If I were to come up to you right now and I were to offer you a few different things, if I were to offer you this, <laughs> a few of you kids are like, what is that? Is that fake? Or if I were to offer you this, which one would you choose? What's better? Except for you droid lovers, right? Which one's better? You would hopefully choose the smartphone, right? Or if I were to come up to you and offer you this or this. Notice it's a Mac, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you would pick the laptop. Of course, it's better. Or if someone were to come up to you and say, hey, I'd love to take you on a trip to Florida in this. <laughs> Don't you think you'd want to share with them the better way of this? Yes, right? We, we have better ways of doing things, and we're constantly looking for something better. You'd obviously choose the better technology. We, but it's true about our lives as well. We all want a better life. And if we see others doing something in the old way or in a less effective, timely way, we like to show them. It's correct. In fact, it's true even for, for this service. About a month ago, we were planning the different songs, and, and we had some different key requests. And so I'm searching the web looking for recordings so our band can listen to the song in the right key. And literally, I'm getting frustrated because it's taking me like hours to find these songs, and I can't find them. I'm just, I'm getting mad in the office. And, and Josh, who was playing drums earlier, he works with me, uh, he, he finally comes over. He's like, what are you doing, boss? What's going on? You know, and I'm like, I'm trying to find these alternate keys for these songs. And he goes, you do know you can just transpose them in our planning center software that you already have. So Josh showed me a better way, and literally it took me minutes to do something that was taking me hours to do. And really, when you find a better way of doing things, doesn't it change your life? I mean, it made my day. The rest of the day was better because I found a better way of doing things. And, you know, it's like I, how I feel towards my kids, you know, where I'm making sure they're not in here right now. That's good. All right. Where, you know, my son, he's, he's, he's starting, he's mowing the lawn now, all right, which is a great thing for me as a dad. I'm like, yeah, go for it, buddy. Go mow the lawn, right? But as I watch him do it, you know, I'm one of those guys, I, I like, you know, kind of like the straight lines, you know, everyone knows how it goes. You, you flip it over and you follow your line. And I'm looking out the window and here, here he is. He's going like this and over there and like that. And I'm like, well, you, you missed like a bunch of spots there, you know, and oh yeah, I'll get them later. No, 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 there's a better way to do it, right? We want to show people a better way of doing things when we see them doing it in maybe an incorrect way. Or maybe we know there's just a better way. You know, I, I think it's true of God with us. All right, God is kind of like our Heavenly Father, and he's looking down at us, and he's saying, I have a better way for you. A better way. He sees us in the midst of the way we think we need to do things and doing them our own way, and he's trying to tell us something, that we have a better way. He has a better way to show us. And that, that's what God tells us all throughout the Bible, and, and especially in the passage of Hebrews. That's the text that we're going to be studying this summer. And go ahead and grab your Bibles out and turn to Hebrews chapter 1. That's where we're going to start off. And the writer of Hebrews, I'll just give you a little history lesson here. We don't know who the author is, but we know who they were writing to. They were writing to a group of Jewish Christians, all right, a group of Jewish Judaism followers. You know, they, they were Jews, been raised Jews, but they had found Christ, accepted him as their Lord and Savior, and now were Christ followers. And he's writing to them in the midst of them struggling with some persecution that they're dealing with and struggling with losing a little bit of their luster for the faith. They, they're turning back to ways of, that they used to do in Judaism and holding more true to those. So they're going back to old ways of doing things. And really, that's what the whole book of Hebrews is about. Jesus is a better way, and God is trying to show us a better way. So that's where we find the early Jewish Christians that this author is writing to. So go ahead and turn to the text, Hebrews 1, 1 through 4. And just before we read, let me pray for us. 
God, thank you for your word. Thank you for the truth in it. I pray that you will just speak to each and every one of us. God, the truth is you have a word for us today. You are good and and you love us. And so, Lord, share with us. Help us to be open to your presence and the message that you have for us today. And help us to learn the better way of doing things. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, so Hebrews chapter 1, verse 1. Go ahead and read with me. It says, in the past, God spoke to our ancestors. Remember, he's talking to the Jewish people. Spoke to our ancestors through the prophets at many times and in various ways. But in these last days, he has spoken to us by his son. We know that that's Jesus, whom he appointed heir of all things and through whom also he made the universe. The son is the radiance of God's glory and the exact representation of his being, sustaining all things by his powerful word. After he provided purification for sins, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty in heaven. So he became as much superior to the angels as the name he has inherited is superior to theirs. Now, I'll be honest with you folks. When I first read through that, I kind of read through it just like we did now. And I was like, oh, okay, so what do do I talk about? I don't know. It was kind of like, okay, so Jesus is a better way. Amen. Close our Bibles. Let's go home and have lunch, right? I don't, what do I say? And so I I read back through it and, and I really started to try to look at it through the author's perspective. And also through those Jewish Christians and what they were going through. And, and I started praying, God, God, what do you have to say to us today through this text? What is it, the word that you're speaking to each and every one of us today? And after some prayer, I really sensed that God was wanting us to do one thing. To understand that the central message for the book of Hebrews is an invitation to a journey to a better way. An invitation to a journey of doing life in a better way. God wants each of us to understand that this letter, even though it was written to a bunch of Jewish Christians in 70 AD-ish, it still applies to each and every one of us today because God is still looking at us and saying, no, 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 there's a better way. I've got a better way for each of us. And he's inviting each and every one of us on that journey. So I want you to remember that today. It's an invitation for a journey to a better way. God has a better way for us. And if we want to discover this better way, I think there are four key things that we find in the text here that the the author is alluding us to on how to have a better way of life and follow God's better way. And that is really by knowing the Son. The Son is the better way. We need to know the Son. So knowing Jesus is the key to a better life, to a better way. Jesus is the better way to the life God has for us. Just like when we show people better ways of doing things, God is showing us today he has a better way. The better way to a better life is with Jesus, and it's through Jesus. So I invite you to take this invitation for a lifelong journey, and and I want you to prayerfully be considering this morning that you can RSVP today for this invitation, and God wants you to do it. Where are you at in your journey? Where are you at? And no matter where it is, there is an opportunity to maybe start this journey today or to continue on in it. So how do we get to know Jesus more? The four key things in the text today, and you'll notice in your outlines if you want to turn to it, there are four ways that allude to help us to get to know Jesus more, getting to know the Son. The first is we need to get to know Jesus as our creator, as our creator. Go ahead and look at verse two with me, will you, for for a moment? Turn to verse two. But in these last days, God has spoken to us through his son, whom he appointed heir of all things, and through whom he made the universe. I want to key in on that last point there. Through whom 
he made the universe. It's kind of fascinating to think about that. Okay, we always know that God created the universe, and we know that God and Jesus and the Holy Spirit, according to the Bible, are, are one, right? They're three in one. And so God made the universe through Jesus. It's interesting when we think about that. It reminds me of something when I was a kid. How many of you guys used to play with Play-Doh as a kid? Okay, a few of you, that's good. Do you guys remember that, that little mechanism? It was like a plastic thing, and it had a lever on it. And what you do is you take the Play-Doh, right, and you put it in the thing, and you push the lever down, and the, the Play-Doh comes out the other end, right? And you can do different shapes or different things. You can make, like, hot dogs or hamburgers, not real ones because they taste really bad. But still, you could make different things that come out of that shape when you push the Play-Doh through. It's kind of like the way God created the universe and really, when you think about it, the universe is each and every one of us here today. It's not just the cosmos, I mean the vast cosmos, but it's down to the intimate person that you are. God created you through Jesus, so you know what? We are shaped like Jesus. When God created the universe, he did it through Jesus, so we are shaped like Jesus. We need to get to know Jesus as our creator. Another way I like to akin this is, is, is through you know, birth, having a child. All right, so for all you moms out there, highly respect you. I just read the other day that like, that is like the worst pain that you could ever endure, and I'm very glad to be a man. But uh, mothers, you carry th this child for nine months, and how is this child made? It's made from a man and a woman, and, and the child is formed through their DNAs coming together and forming a new being, right? So when the child is born, what happens? It is a little piece of both the mom and the dad right? We all know that. Well, think about that as far as Jesus being our creator. If we are born through Jesus or created through Jesus, isn't it awesome to know that we have a part of Jesus inside each and every one of us? That Jesus exists in each and every one of us? Because that's the way we're made. It's fascinating to think about that. If we want to know a better way of life, we've got to know Jesus as our creator, that he is inside of us. And no matter where we go, no matter what we do or the choices we make, just like a child, no matter what they do, they're always a product of their parents and they have that DNA. No matter where you go, church, no matter what you do or the choices you make, you are a product of Jesus. And he's always with you. And he's always in you. It's so good to know that. Do you know Jesus as your creator? Because Jesus knows you. He created you. The next way we can know Jesus is we need to know him as our messenger. As our messenger. Go and look back at verse 1 in the text. Look back at verse 1. So he says, In the past, God spoke to us through the prophets, uh, the, the old way of doing things. But now he is speaking through Jesus, the Son. He is speaking to us through the Son. Isn't that awesome to think, though, that, that, that God throughout history has been speaking to mankind? And he spoke through the Jewish people, through the prophets of old, and, and, but really there was something lacking there. And so ultimately that concluded in him speaking through Jesus and sending Jesus. And the awesome thing is this. We can know Jesus is our messenger because God's not done speaking, everybody. He's not done. He still has a word for each and every one of us today. We just have to stop and listen to what he has to say. But he's speaking to us through Jesus. So the writer is trying to say in this introduction to the Jewish Christ followers, he's reminding them of their heritage. There was an old way of doing things, and it's not necessarily a bad way, but it ultimately points us to the better way, and that's Jesus, the Son. The old way wasn't bad, it was just incomplete, and God has a better way. Folks, it's the same for us today. We have an old way of doing things that's incomplete. 
We, on our own methods, in our own madness, try to do things our way, but it's incomplete, and God has a better way, and he is talking to us and speaking to us through Jesus to show us the better way. So Jesus is our messenger, and the way to a better life is getting to know him as our messenger. Do you know him today as a messenger? If so, I invite you to stop and listen to what God is having to say because he knows you and he wants to speak to you. Do you know Jesus? That leads us to the next point, and that is knowing Jesus as our Savior. Knowing Jesus as our Savior. Jesus spoke to us really not just through the Bible and what, what, what he said, but also the way he lived his life and ultimately concluding in his death on a cross for each and every one of us. You see, God had a former way of doing things for the Jewish people. We all sin, and it's true all the way back through history, all the way back to Adam and Eve, and through the Jewish people, we all sin. We make our own choices, and our choices are naturally to choose other than God. That's just the way our sinful nature is. So sin is not just all the bad things we do, but anytime we make a choice that's other than the way God would have us live, any other choice that we make other than what God would have for us, the better way is, is sin. And, and God is saying, I've got a better way for you. But to cover up the sin, what the Jewish people had to do in the past was animal sacrifice. All right? There had to be a sacrifice. There had to be bloodshed. Payment had to be made to atone for the bad things that they did. And it's true for all of us. I mean, we, we believe in justice, right? We still feel that today. If someone does something bad, they need to pay for it, right? That's just. Well, our God is a just God. And when we sin, when we don't follow his way for our lives... Something has to happen to atone for that. Something has to happen to balance that equation. Well, God, in his infinite love for us, came up with a better way than animal sacrifice. The, the people of the, the Jewish culture, as a family, would choose an animal and take it to the, the temple and sacrifice it to cover the blood or to cover the sins of their family. Well, I mean, think about the billions and billions of families over the centuries, right? I mean, how many animals would have to be sacrificed? It's just a, it's not a good way of doing things. God had a better way. So he sent his son, Jesus, to be the ultimate sacrifice for our sins, the ultimate payment for our wrongdoings. Jesus came to earth to die for us. That was really what he came to do. And it's showing us the better way that God has for us. That's the illustration. Jesus is the ultimate savior because he died for us. We need to get to know Jesus as a savior. Perhaps you don't know him that way yet today. Perhaps you don't know that he loved you that much. It's true. It's true. And when we experience and know God as a savior, our lives change. We start taking a step on a journey to a better life with God. But we have to ask him for it. We have to receive that forgiveness. We're going to talk about that a little more later. The bad way, the old way of doing things, we can't follow it anymore. We have to accept Jesus as our savior. And that's a new way of doing things. So do you know Jesus as your Savior? I know that he knows you because he died for you. Now, finally, we need to get to know Jesus as our hope. We need to get to know Jesus as our hope. Let's read verses 3 and 4 again with me, all right? The sun is the radiance of God's glory and the exact representation of God's being, sustaining all things by his powerful word, after he had provided purification for sins, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty in heaven. All right, and then it concludes by saying, he became as much superior to the angels as the name he inherited is superior to theirs. How does that give us hope? 
What is it about that text that gives us hope? Well, let me read it to you in a different translation, a different version, all right? In a different version, it's called the Amplified Version. It says, the sun is the radiance and only expression of the glory of our awesome God, reflecting God's Shekinah glory, the light being the brilliant light of the divine and the exact representation and perfect imprint of his Father's essence. Here's the part I want to key in on. And the sun upholding and maintaining and propelling all things, the entire physical and spiritual universe, by his powerful word, carrying the universe along to its predetermined goal. Now, that's a bunch of words. Uh, Hopefully, you weren't getting lost in all of that. But what he's saying is this. Guess what? Jesus, we need to know him as our hope because he holds everything together. Jesus is the way that God created for us to know him because he holds it together. How many of you today feel like your life has fallen apart? How many of you today have put your hope in other things that have let you down? I know I have. There are so many times when I find myself at a loss because it's like, well, what's going on? I thought this was the way. I thought this was the right way of doing things. I mean, sometimes even it's religion. It's going to church and being a good Christian. And it, it finds that you, it's empty inside because I find that I'm doing for God rather than being with God and following the way God has for me. I put my hope in the wrong things and it lets me down. And so we're a hopeless people, right? We need to know God and Jesus as our only hope because he's the only one that can hold us all together. After first service, somebody came up to me and she shared this with me. It's something I had heard before, but I found it fascinating. I'm like, oh yeah, I'm going to add that to, to the next service. So you guys are the lucky ones. All right. But it's a really great illustration, not only about how, carrying Jesus with us, but how Jesus holds everything together. How many of you have heard of the molecule laminin? And don't change to the picture just yet, uh, um, Michelle, how many of you guys have heard of that molecule laminin? It's in every human being, every DNA, and guess what? It holds the sinews of life together, all right? And I, I'd heard this years ago, but it makes a great illustration about how Jesus and God holds it all together. So there is this molecule inside of each and every one of you, each, inside me, called laminin, and it holds us together. And guess what this molecule, molecule looks like? Now we can show the picture. Isn't it interesting that it's in the shape of a cross? Now, I'm not trying to be all Christianese on you guys, but isn't it interesting that God in his infinite design, okay, God created everything through Jesus, would create a molecule that holds it all together through a symbol how we can know Jesus the best as our Savior. It holds us all together. Now, I don't say that so you can hold your cross proud or anything, but other than this, Remind yourself that Jesus is what holds the world together. It holds the whole universe together, and we carry it around inside of us. How can we have a better life? We need to get to know Jesus as our only hope. Now, I invite you on this journey today to a better life. No matter where you are at in your walk, or where you're at in your journey of of, of life, or as a Christ follower or not, because it's an invitation for each and every person in here, whoever you are, God knew you were going to be coming in here today, and he wanted to extend an invitation to you. In fact, he's speaking to each and every one of us, whether we realize it or not. And he's saying, I want you to get to know my son. I want you to get to know my son in these four different ways because it leads us to a better way of life. Get to know the son. So what is the invitation? If we don't know him, it's what we're missing in life. And knowing Jesus is the way to have the better life. And it's available to each and every one of us. And that's great news. But how do we accept this invitation? 
How do we accept it? By just learning facts and knowledge and going off along our way? No, it's actually by applying them to our lives. It's, it's taking these things and actually doing something with them. God has a word of truth for each and every one of us today, but if we hear it today and then park it in our garage for the rest of the week only to bring it out again on Sunday, it does us no good. It does us no good. We need to practice it each and every day. And in a few moments, I'm going to be sharing some applicational pieces on how we can do that. But I want to start off by taking a first step with some of you. There may be some of you here who have never taken any step in a journey to follow Jesus. And I, I want to invite you to consider taking a first step in knowing Jesus as your Savior. Taking a first step of knowing Jesus as your Savior. You see, Jesus loves you so much. He came to create a better way and he died for your sins. And all you have to do is accept that. If, if you're coming in here today and you're, you're missing something in life and you're longing something or you're searching for something, I can promise you this, that the missing piece is Jesus. And just like the Jewish Christians who found their ways empty and lonely and leading down to a path of brokenness, if you're along that path, God has a better way for you. And it's through Jesus. So today, if you don't know him, the invitation is to accept him by asking him into your life. And in a moment, I'm going to pray a prayer. And, and I'm going to ask us all, actually, why don't we all bow our heads right now? Close your eyes. Today, if, if you sense in your heart that this is something that you need to do, that God has been calling you and leading you to this moment, I want you to make this next prayer that I'm going to say out loud. I want you to make it your prayer. And I want you to ask Jesus to come into your life and get to know him as your savior. Just say this, God, I thank you for loving me. I thank you for creating me. I thank you for speaking to me today. God, I've been going the wrong way in life. I've been doing my own way. And God, I, I need a change. So today I'm asking that you will forgive me of my sins, that you will forgive me of making my own poor choices. And God, help me to, to follow you. So forgive me of my sins. Come into my life. I ask you to be my savior. Save me from myself, God, and lead me into a better life. In Jesus' name, amen. Today, if you prayed that, it's a small step in a, a long journey, but it's an awesome journey. It's an awesome journey, and I encourage you not just to, to, to leave it alone from here, but to continue to get to know God. Continue to come to church and hear God's word preached. Continue, if you don't already have a Bible, we have Bibles available for you. Read about Jesus and get to know him more and more because that's the way to the better life. I also encourage you, if you prayed that prayer with me, to, to get connected in a group of other people who have also asked Jesus into their hearts. Maybe into a life group here at the church that can encourage you to grow in your faith and get to know Jesus. It doesn't just stop today. It's a small step in this next journey. Now, for many of us, we've already prayed that prayer. We've already asked Jesus into our hearts. We already know him as Savior. But just like our intro talked about, do you feel stuck? Do you feel bored? Do you feel like there's a lack of excitement going on in your faith journey with Jesus? Maybe at the beginning, you accepted Christ and we've had some highs and lows and you're excited about living for him and doing it that way. But do you find yourself going back to the old way of life? Going back to choosing your own way, doing your own things, trying to do things for God rather than being with God. Maybe even to an old sinful nature because we know it. That's the way we're, we, we, we were brought up. That's the way we were born into, right? 
Maybe you're slipping into old ways and God is telling you there's an invitation to a better way. You don't have to go through your spiritual journey being bored and uh, being sad, being depressed. And can I be honest with you guys? I felt this way many times in my life. Many times in my spiritual journey, I find myself asking, God, what happened? What, where did I go wrong? What, what did I do? I was li- living a life I thought was for you, but it, I'm not experiencing you. I'm not sensing you. And God had to remind me that, Jeff, you're, you're doing the wrong way. You need to turn back to that, the, the original way, and get to know Jesus. Listen to me speak. Get to know me as your creator. Get to know me as your savior. And get to know me as your hope. That's what God's invitation is to you today, Christian. Don't slide away. Don't drift away. There's a better life. Before I share the applicational points with you, I, I, I'd like to, to have a time of response. And I'm going to invite the band to, to come up and uh, some of our singers to come up. And I, I, they're going to sing a song. And during the words of the song, I invite you to sing along if you know it. But it's a song of truth talking about Jesus' great love for us, how he paid it all, and how he paid our debt. But what I want you to be reflecting on and reviewing on in your own heart is this. If you've been following that wrong way of life, if you've been following a path that God doesn't want you on or you're you're feeling sad or or like a, a lack of luster in your faith, God has a better way. And I want you to do something even more bold than that. If today God is calling you to accept that invitation, I want you to make a a public declaration of that. And I I invite you to come down to our altars. We'll we'll have some prayer warriors here to pray with you. I'd be glad to pray with you. But make it a choice today that I I want a better life, God. And make a public declaration of that. You don't need to feel uh, worried that there would be any judgment here because, you know, we're all on the same journey, maybe from different places and different perspectives, but it's the same Jesus. So there's no judgment here today. It's an invitation that you need to accept. So I'm going to ask that the lights come down low. And while we sing this song, I actually, I'm going to invite you to stand with us. And today, if you'd like to accept an invitation that God is putting out to you, I invite you to come forward and accept his invitation while we sing. Sing. 
application points I'm talking about. We can't just hear the word and not be doers of the word the Bible says. And these are some simple ways to change some habits in your life to get to know Jesus better. And each one of them it represents a different way of how you need to get to know Jesus better. So if one of those particular points touched you, I encourage you to, to try one of these things. It, it takes a small step in the right directions. One of them is silence and awareness. It's being silent and aware of creation. Getting to know God as your creator. Just spending time this week alone outside in creation, seeing how God has created everything. Another one is called Lexio Divina, and it's simply hearing from God's word. Maybe you're reading through Hebrews, and you ask God, God, speak to me. And you start underlying verses as you read them out loud of where God is speaking to you. And that's how you can get to know God better as your messenger, because he wants to speak to you. 
if you want to get to know Jesus more as your Savior, I encourage you to read Psalm 23 each and every day out loud. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not be in want. And learn about the Savior who loves you so much, who has you. Finally, if you need to learn about Jesus as your hope, I invite you to do the count your blessings exercise, realizing all the good things that God has put in your life and remembering that you can trust him no matter what the circumstances because he has shown himself good. And I encourage you, just choose one of these four things. But don't walk away and think that's a nice idea. Commit to it. If, if you want some more instruction, you can go to the website, uh, clarksoncommunity.com backslash soul training. And there's a, there's a link right on the homepage where you can click on that and learn more about these exercises. But try it out. Try it out this week. One of these exercises, all it takes is changing something small to have a new, fresh walk with Jesus. And I hope you come back next week refreshed. Next week experiencing the better life that God has for each and every one of you because he has it. God bless you, church. Thank you for coming today. Thank you for giving of your time. I encourage you, if you're new, we'd love to meet you afterwards at Starting Point. Have a great rest of the week, and we'll see you next Sunday for Father's Day.